know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Season Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What up, podcast land? This is your host, Jam and Joe of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. And as I said yesterday, this is our hoops episode for the week. We have so we had so much stuff to talk about this week that I decided to do two podcasts: one football-related, talking Atlanta Falcons and University of Georgia Bulldogs, recapping the Midnight Miracle with my former high school hoop and baseball coach, Coach Jeremy Elliott. That's out on our website at fanforallseasons.com. You can check out that episode and enjoy it. So check that out. So this is our hoops episode for the week this is a fun episode it's going to be out on deck last night january 4th 2023 was a great night of basketball for the local teams that we root for and that we talk about on the van for all seasons podcast that is the university of georgia bulldogs and our atlanta hawks but before we get into the hoops conversation i do want to give one more shout out today january 5th is my mom's birthday so happy birthday mom i hope you enjoy your day and i hope you check out this podcast and enjoy hearing your son talk about two of his favorite teams, the University of Georgia Bulldog basketball team and the Atlanta Hawks. So before we get into the hoops conversation, it's time to get a word from our sponsor. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue authentic original smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgiasmoke.com. So we're going to tip things off here, guys, with a little Georgia Bulldog basketball. And SEC play opened up last night for Georgia as the Dogs hosted 22nd ranked Auburn. So this was a really big opportunity for Georgia last night in Athens and Mike White and the dogs came out on fire. As I have said previously when it comes to Georgia basketball, the strength of this team and many people that are in the know as far as the program goes would tell you the strength of this Georgia Bulldog basketball team is the guard. The guard play on this team is really, really good. Especially the former teammates from Florida Southwestern State Community College. And that is Terry Oquindo and Terry Roberts. These two guys are Georgia's go-to guys as far as Roberts is the guy that stirs the drink for the Bulldogs. And then Terry Oquindo was Georgia's go-to guy a season ago. Kind of made everything happen for the dog. Terry Oquindo has picked it up in non-conference play he played well against Notre Dame he, he played well against Georgia Tech and Wake Forest. Kerry Oquindo to me, if you want to equate it to Georgia football, Kerry Oquindo to me is like the Brock Bowers of the basketball team. He, he's kind of the go-to guy, and Terry Roberts is kind of the Stetson Bennett. He kind of gets everybody set up and orchestrated, being the point guard. Being a, being a point guard on a basketball team is similar to being a quarterback, and I feel like Terry Roberts and Kerry Oquindo really played well last night. Roberts tied a career high with 26 points. Kerry Oquindo had 17. The thing that really stands out to me about both these guys is they're both extremely, ex- extremely athletic. They both can score through contact. Roberts did a good job of like I said, getting Georgia in its offensive sets in the half court on offense. Um, Cario Aquindo was 3 of 5 from three-point land. Aquindo, as I've said at the beginning of the season, from what I've seen, really looks to be shooting the ball with confidence, especially from three. So that really stood out to me as far as the Georgia backcourt goes with Terry Roberts and Cario Aquindo. Now we jump to the strength of the strength of Auburn basketball, and that was John I. Broom, the big center for Auburn. 
He really, he really came in with a lot of fanfare and hype. And I felt like Georgia did a pretty good job on him. I didn't realize how good of an outside scorer Broom was. But he, he, he played well. Broom was a solid player for Auburn. But I gotta tip my hat to Georgia center Frank Anselm. Big Frank the Tank did a great job for the dogs. Playing 20 minutes, getting 5 rebounds and 4 points. Mostly what Frank gives the dogs now is he gives us size. Something, something that really, in recent memory, Georgia hasn't really had a lot of recently and teams with bigger size have been able to push Georgia around in the past but I really feel like that's where Frank Anselm has really come in and really really been a nice addition. Uh, Braylon Bridges brought some good energy playing 18 minutes. I know he didn't really score a ton he had four points but he did but he did give you four steals which I thought was big. Matthew Alexander Mockery the transfer from, from Oklahoma State played 32 minutes at nine points and nine rebounds. Moncrief is just a really dynamic guy at 6'8". He can do a lot of different things. He can handle the ball pretty well. Um, and and, his, and he can also just score really well inside the paint. He's just really athletic. He also has, very similar to Aquinda, Matthew Alexander Moncrief has some really, really good hops. He can really, really jump. And um, so, so I felt really good about Georgia's post play, especially having to go up against Broom. Georgia did a really nice job. This was a this was a total team win by the dog. And as a Georgia fan and a very very proud alum of the University of Georgia and someone who has been like such a fan of Georgia basketball from 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 like the beginning of my life basically. It was really nice to see Georgia get this big win against a against a really solid Auburn team at home. This was a 6:30 tip off as far as tip off time 6:30 p.m. on a Wednesday night. What kind of crowd are you gonna get? Just based off what I saw. On the SEC Network last night on the TV broadcast. There was a really nice crowd. So props to the, to the Georgia people for coming out and supporting Mike White and supporting this program. Because guys, what Mike White and I think a lot of Georgia fans are beginning to realize, Mike White is coming in here and is, and is changing the culture and doing a really good job as far as getting buy-in from the Georgia people. Because guys, as Georgia fans, I have, like I've said before, we're starving, starving to be really, really good in basketball. And and I'm extremely proud of what the football team has done. And plus, I mean, like I've said before too, we look around the SEC, Alabama is good at basketball now. Like, Florida's been good, you know, winning back-to-back natties with Billy Donovan. Kentucky's a staple. I mean, Frank Martin got South Carolina into a Final Four when he was at South Carolina. If these schools like Auburn and Bama and South Carolina can be good at basketball, so can Georgia. And it looks like Georgia may have found their guy in Mike White. Like I said, total team win. Just so proud of Mike White and the dogs. And a huge shout-out to the Georgia people. And I think school was back in session. I'm not sure about that. I did see some Georgia students, though. It looked like a good vibe in the stag and like I said just so proud of Coach White and the dogs for getting a win against Auburn. 22nd ranked Auburn and oh yeah Auburn just like football baby. So that's enough about Georgia Auburn. We now jump to Georgia's next opponent and this is interesting. Georgia's first SEC road game is at Florida going to Gainesville. As many of you know that is where Mike White previously was coach at. So it's going to be interesting to see how Coach White handles the moment. I think he's 
gonna be just fine going down there I know Florida people are probably gonna give up they're probably gonna boo and they're probably gonna be like you know we're better off without you and I'm like are you Florida Florida right now is seven and seven they lost to Texas and m last night something that was kind of strange in that Texas A&M game from Wednesday uh, January 4th 2022 was the fact that Texas A&M forgot their jerseys and so they were assessed a technical foul and a delay of game and a Florida kid was a like the two free throws and he knocked them down before the game even started so that was kind of bizarre I saw a little bit of the Florida Texas A&M game and guys that stood out to me Colin Castleton a guy that Mike White knows really well excuse me he's Florida's leader in points he's averaging 14.9 points per game and is a really dynamic big so I feel like Georgia's got enough firepower to be able to play with Castleton down low on the block with Anselm with Moncrief with Bridges I mean I mean Georgia's bigs are going to really have to play hard against Castleton because not only is he really big but he's very skilled he can he can post up he's got a nice mid-range jump shot and he's a he's a really skilled player and he, he drives me nuts as a Georgia fan he's just so good and so I think Georgia's gonna have to be on their P's and Q's especially the front court of limiting Castleton's touches and not letting him just go off and beat us but also not not letting our bigs get into foul trouble I wouldn't be surprised if Mike White tries to double Castleton at points during the game so that's definitely something to watch out so who is Florida's new coach this is this is 37 year old Matt Golden and he's coming in to Florida he inherits Castleton and like I said Florida's just 500 this is not a great Florida team this is a team that Georgia can absolutely play with and beat I think um so I so I think Georgia's gonna have to so if Georgia wants to do this Georgia's gonna have to play somewhere to how they did against Auburn like like I said it's Georgia and Florida it's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party hits the hardwood I'm excited about it I can't wait another guy that fans should keep an eye on for Florida is their point guard Kyle Lofton he's averaging 3.6 assists per game he's a he's a really dynamic point guard for the Gators and he's averaging 8.4 points per game if Georgia can keep Lofton and Castleton quiet then I feel really good about the dog I do expect like I just said I don't think this Florida team is 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 dominating and as scary as they've been as they've been in the past I do expect Georgia to go down there play well and I feel like if Georgia does that they're gonna give us a they're gonna give themselves a chance to win a chance to break this six game losing streak and the fact that Florida has beaten us six straight years in basketball drives me nuts I realize our program has been kind of up and down especially during the Korean year and Florida has won six straight but it's a new era of Georgia basketball. I'm excited to go down to Gainesville. You know, back in the day, Gainesville used to be a house of horrors for Georgia. But with Coach White at the helm now, I feel really good about the dogs going down there. Georgia and Florida match up on Saturday, January the 7th at 1 o'clock. At 1 o'clock p.m. That's a 1 p.m. tip-off. And I cannot wait for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party to hit the hardwood. Coach White's return to Gainesville as the dogs travel to Florida. Also, let me just say this one last thing about Georgia Athletics really quick. Wouldn't that be something? We beat Auburn. We find a way to beat Florida. And then we got the Natty on Monday. I mean, as a fan of Georgia Athletics and an alum that is something that you could almost dream of i mean i don't i don't think any georgia fan themselves could dream of anything more perfect we'll figure it all out on saturday and on monday as georgia basketball sets up with an arch or sets up with a big time game against our tribal florida saturday 1 p.m tip off and just a reminder the national championship monday night 7 30 kickoff from sofi stadium as the dog take on tcu so now we're gonna keep the hoops talk going here we're gonna talk a little atlanta hawks basketball 
And so, where do I start with the Hawks? The Hawks have recently been in a very bad way, losing four straight including a heartbreaker to Brooklyn by one point on the 28th. And then the and then a couple days later on the 30th of December, in the last game of 2022, the Hawks played the LA, the LA Lakers and LeBron. And LeBron dominated and did his thing. And the Hawks even had written out, Happy Birthday LeBron on the Jumbo. I was like, come on Hawks, be better. Let's, let's not feed the LeBron ego fire any more than it needs to be fed. So... That was a frustrating way to close out 2022. And the Hawks' first game in 2023, they begin a Western road trip at Golden State. They lose a heartbreaker, as I said on yesterday's pod. They lose a heartbreaker to the Warriors in double overtime. Klay Thompson explodes, and the Hawks lose a heartbreaker. So, that takes us to the good news of last night. The Hawks finally end this four-game losing skid, beating the Sacramento Kings last night, 120-117. to 117. Well, really stood out to me last night and I stayed up to watch pretty much from the end of the first quarter to the entire game. I was hooked. I was I was back in with the Hawks. I kind of hadn't really watched them for a minute, you know, with everything going on with college football. So it was nice to get back with the Hawks. Something that stood out to me was the balanced scoring the Hawks got. And that was 22 from John Collins. 20, 21 points from DeAndre Hunter. Who, if Collins and Hunter are really rolling, then this Hawks team is dangerous. John Collins especially has been playing really, really good basketball the Atlanta Hawks. I've been really happy what we've gotten out of JC. He's been running to the rim. His three-point shot is looking is looking a lot better. His jump shot's always been solid. I know he has gotten some more work in with Kyle Korver and maybe, maybe the work with the GOAT of shooting. Kyle Korver is the best shooter and best like fundamental sh- shooter I've ever seen in my eyes. And the fact that he's been working with John Collins on his jump shot like is really encouraging. And I think that's why Collins has been scoring... Have, has been scoring more and feels more confident in his jump shot. He's always had a solid J, but getting to work with one of the best shooters in NBA history and Corver, it doesn't get much better than that. So like I said, Collins has been playing good ball. Uh, what also stood out to me last night was DeJounte Murray. He had 21 points. He had arguably the key moment in the game with 18 seconds left. He stole the ball, went coast to coast for a layup, and gave the Hawks the lead. DeJounte Murray, as I've said before, is the best Hawk perimeter defender we have. And I, like I said, I've been really encouraged what we've seen out of Murray. He's fearless. He likes to play defense. It's rare that you find guys in the NBA that really get excited about defense, but Murray does. And so I thought Murray played well. And then Trey Young did his normal A-plus work with 21 points as well for the Atlanta Hawks. And I'll say this, I think just getting a taste of a win for the Hawks was so big just because they've been kind of fighting it a little bit. There's been the drama with all the stuff in the front office with Schlink leaving randomly with Landry Fields, the former Stanford Cardinal basketball player and former NBA player, now our GM. So at the end of the day, guys, if the Hawks keep winning, all this stuff with the front office is going to simmer down. Um, j- Just keep winning, Hawks. And, and, winning, and winning normally takes care of everything. So where did the Hawks go from here. The Hawks have the old LA doubleheader as the Hawks travel to Los Angeles to take on again the LA Lakers and our old friend LeBron. They're just going to kiss LeBron's butt again and again. Thankfully, I'll be watching on Valley Sports where they will not be kissing LeBron's butt the entire broadcast. So that is awesome. So, so again, this is a winnable game against the Lakers. I know LeBron's out there. LeBron's going to get his. But if the Hawks, you know, continue to do what they did against the Kings and really start to play good basketball, I really think Hawks could sell 
salvage this Western road trip. And then on Sunday night, the road trip concludes with the Hawks playing the LA Clippers on Sunday night. The Clippers are interesting because they have Paul George, they have John Wall, they have a really solid backcourt, and they have Zubak, the center, who's a problem. So the Hawks are really going to have their work cut out for them with Friday and Saturday with the Lakers and the Clippers. We'll just see how it goes. But I can't tell you how thrilled I was for them to get that win against the Kings. Hopefully they can beat the Lakers and the Clippers and salvage this Western ready before they come home to face the Milwaukee Bucks next Wednesday. So so that's going to be an issue. Or so that's going to be an interesting stretch for the Hawks. My last point with the Hawks, hopefully we can get Quinn Capella back healthy. And I know what that's going to mean for people is they're going to be like, how is John Collins going to be able to get his or his offense? And I, I still think Capella and Collins can work well together offensively. What the Hawks need though from Capella is they need his rebounding. They need his size. And you can just see how small the Hawks are when they don't have a guy like Quinn Capella out there. Collins has done a really good job at center though. I'm not faulting him for that. But the Hawks can play small ball what they lack in size with the lineup with Collins at center the makeup for was speed and athleticism so it's kind of a pick your poison type deal so we'll just see how things go for the Hawks as they conclude this western road trip just can't say enough how happy I was that four game losing streak is dead we've got momentum for our night and we play the Lakers and the Clippers Friday and Sunday so guys let me tell you about fanforallseasons.com it's our website where you can check out all our past episodes you can see a write-up on how the podcast came to be you can also check out our merchandise store where we've got our comfy colors, sweatshirts, and t-shirts. We also have our hoodies and our gray, cardinal, and classic red and black. So check those out at fanforallseasons.com under the shop merch tab. And you can also, like I said, you can listen to all our most recent episodes where this episode will be dropping. So look for it on the website. If you like this podcast, if you're interested in consuming more of it, you can find us on any major podcast platform. Give us a like, give us a follow, any major podcast platform wherever you get your major podcast. So guys, let me tell you. So guys, it's time to get one last word from our sponsor. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue. Authentic, original smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgiasmoke.com. For myself, Jamie and Joe, this has been another exciting installment of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Go dogs. Go Hawks.